I'm a grind and What's up everybody, my name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new, something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Sid, doing great, man. Long week already, baby, but doing great, man. Ready to talk some sports. Man, I really hate that we ended up missing a week uh, last week, but we got a lot to talk about today with week one of free agency. Uh, man, there's been a lot go that, that has gone on and taken place so far. A lot of moves that's been intriguing. A lot of teams that have gotten better. A lot of teams that are uh, remaining stagnant at the moment. Uh, our squad, New Orleans, is one of those teams, but we never really active in that first, second wave of free agency, so it's understandable. Um, but once again, there's been a lack of moves there, so we're not even going to start with our Saints today. <laughs> uh, let's just touch on some of the bigger signings, uh, surprising signings. Um, and as we just talked about off-air, there's still a lot of people available, even to this point, uh, starting up the second week of free agency now oh man one (laughs) one deal that really stuck out to me uh early on which is i want to say the biggest deal that's been signed to this point outside of um the Dak deal is the trent williams uh Mm. signing uh him returning uh to san francisco on a six-year deal for 138 million (laughs) dollars it's what the contract says of course and you know, I think uh, only 55 of that is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, a left tackle of uh, of his level, of course, warrants big money. But uh, I was surprised that nobody was able to uh, get him away from San Francisco. Um, so that one, that one really shocked me. Uh, that was some huge money for him, but a position San Francisco – of course, couldn't afford to let go. Right. Uh, regardless of who their quarterback is going to be going forward, yep. uh, you want to protect your quarterback. That's a great investment uh, to be making to do so. Um. So far, is there any one deal that really stuck out to you uh, more so than the others? Definitely. Um, I would have to say the J.J. Watt deal. <laughs> that one to me <laughs> will forever be the one this offseason. No matter who else signs or, or what uh, amount of money a guy is given, I think the J.J. Watt one would be the most interesting one to me. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Williams deal, to me it made sense. You got to lock up that left side. He's pound for pound probably the best left tackle in everybody top three left tackles in football and when you think about san francisco you know how committed they are to running the, the football you know uh the west coast that they're going to run you you want to not only a good left tackle but let's not forget that he's still mobile even as he uh you know is beginning to get a little older he's still mobile enough to to do things like pull and take on uh some of the better pass rushes in today's football so the deal absolutely made sense to me uh, and let's not forget, I think they also added Alex Smith at the center position, too, uh, which is going to help them out a little bit, too, uh, for as the run game go, another veteran uh, lineman. So I'm liking what San Francisco is doing. But, yeah, you got the lock of Williams if if he's out there. <laughs> and uh, like you said, man, all year we've been talking about San Francisco. And every time we mm-hmm. bring him up, it's Reg <laughs> saying, hey, 
They need this quarterback. They need that quarterback. They haven't done anything yet. Doesn't mean that they mm-hmm. can't do or won't do anything at all. They have a, a great draft position also when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, quarterback. But we'll definitely see how that plays out going forward. Um, the position – oh, go ahead. I just want to throw this out there too. And uh, to me it's the elephant in the room. That guy is still available. The one guy who I think can can walk through the door, win games. Uh, if he's a backup, if he if he starts week one as a backup for San Francisco, I I think there's a, a strong likelihood that down the line he could be a starter, and that's Alex Smith. Um, he's still available. We're not sure what what type of market he would bring, but I'm more than sure it'd be a very team friendly contract. Uh, yeah. Especially if he's coming in as the backup or, or supposed to be the backup. So yeah, yeah. and and I, I definitely uh, I know we kind of differ on how we feel exactly about Alex Smith. I think I'm a little uh, even bigger on him than you are at this point. Mm-hmm. But I definitely could see him. Uh, we've seen him in that West Coast offense. We know what right. he can do. It's mm-hmm. all about him being confident in uh, his health going forward. Yeah. Um, but if if he's if he's healthy. And confident in his health, he can absolutely go in there, beat out Jimmy Garoppolo for yes. that starting job, and get them uh, where they want to go, honestly. Yep. Because although you're big on him than, than I am, this is one of the situations where I'm saying, okay, if Alex Smith could be dropped into this offense with, with these guys around him, I like their chances. Exactly. Um, so th- since we brought up quarterbacks, let's discuss something we haven't discussed yet, which okay. is the Cam Newton deal. Him mm-hmm. returning to New England for uh, what it was fourteen million dollars, but that's including uh, incentives that he would have to hit. What did you think about that? Did I, because I, was, I don't think one of us saw him returning to no. New England. So, and for one, I don't know if you remember, I, I said that there was a likelihood that he will go back to New England simply yeah. because all the quarterbacks you got to pay for him, and I mean they they came with high dollar. Or either the draft, if you, I'm sure if you was trading for one, it was a high demand that yeah. other teams was asking for quarterbacks. So when you look out and you see that New England, I think they won five five games last year, maybe six, but they were yeah. in they were in a lot of those games. They lost a couple games by one possession, two possessions, whatever the case case may be. Yeah. You're getting uh, some of your players back from last year who who missed, and then they added a couple receivers. Uh, hopefully they they improve in the run game just a little bit. They still have work to do with their O line, but Cam are going. If, if Cam can have better weapons, then to me that's going to translate in in a couple more wins. So uh, it made sense to bring him back when you see what else that was out there, what quarterbacks was going for. But I really had him going for the going to the Colts until the Colts pulled the trigger for Carson Wentz. Yeah. But uh, I was very surprised he got the deal. I definitely didn't see him getting that much from anybody. Uh, I'm, I'm super happy for Cam because I feel like Cam has gotten a short end of the, of the stick these couple years. So I'm, I'm definitely uh, happy uh, that he can secure the bag for him and his family, uh, pass on some of that wealth. We'll see a whole lot of other Cubans <laughs> doing the same. Uh, so uh, definitely happy for Cam, but I, did, I didn't see that deal happening. And we absolutely have talked about it uh, a lot um, throughout the season, just about his play and, of course, it not being – all on him, some of it's that offense that we knew there was there weren't any weapons. We knew New England was going to drop a bunch of games because of their COVID opt-outs or their injuries yep. and things of that nature. Um, Patriots came out hitting hard in free mm-hmm. agency this year. They they uh, they land John Smith, turn around and land Hunter Henry. Um, 
which end did they uh linebacker did they get Matthew Judon? Oh, uh, was yeah, it, uh, Judon, but they also added back Calvin Noah, which is going to be huge because he was yeah, playing they added back Calvin Noah. Yeah, he was playing lights out. Then you get uh you get Hightower back this year from yeah. from the out. So they linebacker core is is ridiculous, and we already know that's something New England is pretty pretty famous for is is uh, drafting and building linebackers. So you got a strong. Uh, this is the strongest front forty had Lord knows how long. So you plug yeah. that with, with now having a complete front, uh, a good front seven. Your secondary is still intact. All Cam got to do is pretty much not lose games at this point. Yeah, and even they even upgraded that receiver, even though it wasn't any of the top receivers in this free agency class. It's still an upgrade with Kendrick Bourne and uh, Nelson Aguilar. If they would have signed me, they would have been upgrading. <laughs> so yeah, that that wasn't hard to do. All right, so let's look at some of the other quarterbacks who signed. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to mm-hmm. the Washington football team, mm-hmm. which is another team that we discussed needed a quarterback uh, mm-hmm. to to take them to the next level, a team yep. that I still see as being the best in the NFC East, and it just really came down to what their quarterback position was going to look like next year, which Adam Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to give you better than what you got last year. Mm-hmm. But I also I'm also interested in seeing how they um, how they roll with Heineke. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see if they actually give him the opportunity to go into next season as the starter mm-hmm. and have Ryan Fitzpatrick there as somebody who can absolutely start six games and and win you know four of those for them, but right. also if needed, but also provide strong leadership to uh, the younger person in that quarterback room. Yep. Um, Andy Dalton. Red Rifle to the Chicago Bears. (laughs) Chicago Bears is another team that we that we were able to point out and say, look, they need to upgrade their quarterback. Uh, Nick Foles, Mr. Biscuit, they moved on from Mr. Biscuit. They say, look, we're not we're not doing it. Uh, Nick Foles is still on the contract, but there's been talk about them moving him. Mm -hmm. Um, And they landed. They pushed hard for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, the deal I saw was three first rounders, uh, Fuller and Akeem Hicks. Yep. But Seattle, of course, steadfast that they not they not traded a superstar quarterback. So yep. their backup plan was Red Rifle Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which to me is an upgrade over Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. But the question is, how much of an upgrade? How many how many wins does that you know translate to? Which is kind of hard for me to, you know, put a put a number on right now. But what do, what do you think? Do you think that that's a true upgrade over what they were working with last year? Absolutely not. Uh, Andy Dalton is one of those quarterbacks to me that haven't did anything in a long time. When you look at the end of the year, yes, he's passed for twenty five touchdowns. Yes, he either passed for four thousand yards or got close to it. But he's one of those guys that pretty much get his numbers when it when it really doesn't matter. I'm not a fan of Andy Dalton. I'm not going to sit up here and rip him apart. But to me, it's more about Chicago at this point. This is a team that was dying for a quarterback. I mean, absolutely dying for one. And it's to the point with me is stop going through the Nick Foles. Stop messing around with the Mitchell Trubisky's. And I understand they just don't fall out the sky. Great quarterbacks. But, I mean, I would prefer Ryan Fitzpatrick over Andy Dalton at this point. Uh, he's a guy who who can definitely mentor a, a younger quarterback. You can put him in, and he can win you you know six games on a year if if he's your starter. Um, but to me, it's no pressure 
to 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 sign him, especially for less money than Andy Dalton. Um, Chicago is just they just they just dying for a quarterback. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they still draft the QB in, in you know in the first round at this point. Um, but yeah, they they I'm I'm tired of the Andy Daltons. I'm tired of the the Mitchell Trubisky's, the Nick Foles. They need a solid quarterback, man. And I can absolutely see them moving on from Nick Foles and drafting a quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. I think Andy Dalton, like I said, I think he's an upgrade over Nick Foles and uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I think Andy Dalton is one of those quarterbacks who's only as good as the weapons around him. And uh, as I've said before, I don't believe in the weapons that Chicago has right now. So the potential that he's going to be able to produce them um, – any better records than they've had over the past few years. I don't see that happening just because I don't think the talent around him is good enough for him to make that happen. So, and not only that Chicago was pretty much building off of their defense and the defense took a massive hit this off season. So the defense won't be as good as they were a couple years ago as well. Yeah, exactly. That is true. Um, the other quarterbacks that we're looking at, oh, uh, yeah, the other quarterbacks that have signed um, to this point, none of them I think are going to be able to step in and start anywhere. You got uh, Jacoby Brissett going to Miami. You got uh, Mitchell Trubisky going to Buffalo. Joe Flacco to Philly. Definitely. Um, <laughs> Mike Glennon to the Giants. An interesting one was Tyrod Taylor to Houston, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know me talked about that off air, but – um, once again, this is a team that's steadfast on not trading that superstar quarterback. So, um, realistically he won't be starting either, but if they do somehow, uh, end up moving on from Deshaun Watson, then you have an opportunity for Tyrod Taylor to return to a starting lineup where he's been average, I guess, over the years. Um, but it gives him another opportunity. Yeah. Um, Let's look. Oh, the wide receiver position was one I'm really intrigued in because going into it, we were looking at it and saying, man, this is one of the best wide receiver free agency classes that we've seen uh, at least in a few years, I want to mm-hmm. say. Um, it wasn't a fast going, you know, position this year uh, through one week. We've had some signings. Uh, some of the big players are now off the board, of course, but the money wasn't exactly what we thought it would be uh, at this point. I think at this point, Galladay has the biggest deal uh, going to the Giants for mm-hmm. four years, $72 million. Yeah. Um, And that's an average of 18, but you got uh, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, um, Juju Smith. We'll, we'll wait to talk about that situation. <laughs> <laughs> but Curtis Samuel, Corey Davis both signed for $11, $12 million a year. Uh, but lock up three-year contracts. Uh, mm-hmm. Corey Davis going to the Jets. Curtis Samuel going to uh, Washington. Uh, Nelson Aguilar getting overpaid by New England. <laughs> but, of course, New England is in a position where anything is an upgrade and the best of the best one probably really looking to come there. So, And you know what? He pretty much rebounded his career from the Philly days. Uh, he had a pretty good year with the Raiders last year. Yeah, very uh, good year, yeah. Yeah, consistent down threat for him. And he, some games turned into a possession receiver. So I definitely like uh, I like what he could bring to New England. And I like Kendrick Bourne, too, somebody who 
uh, when the San Francisco receivers were all healthy, he didn't get that many opportunities. Mm -hmm. But when when the health started failing in that uh, receiver core and he got his opportunities, he, he showed that he could. Yeah, he made the most of them. He showed that he can actually get out there and play on this level. Mm -hmm. um, Juju Smith. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> so the reports came out that Juju Smith had interest a lot. I, I think about five teams I saw were seriously interested in him. I want to say uh, the Jets, Kansas City, of course, Pittsburgh wanted to bring him back. I think Baltimore, and there was one more with the Philly. The Patriots. It was the Patriots. Okay. Kansas City offered him a one-year, I want to say it was like $9 million deal plus incentives. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say Baltimore offered him a multi-year deal. Um, but as we've seen throughout free agency so far, Baltimore isn't um, a situation that it seems like a lot of receivers want to be in at this point. Um Juju resigned with Pittsburgh for one year, eight million dollars, uh, plus incentives. Uh, the deal caught me off guard. Definitely. Looking at his other suitors, um, obviously Baltimore most likely being the one that was offering him the most money, uh, and a multi-year deal. But to me, more importantly, Kansas City offering you a one-year deal for about the same money as Pittsburgh. And, of course, you go to Kansas City and immediately you got a chance to contend for a Super Bowl. Yep. Um, so that whole – so for him to return to Pittsburgh, once again, I'm sitting here going through my mind and I'm like, there's only one reason I can see this happening is not only does he love Pittsburgh and wants to continue playing in Pittsburgh, but they've already set up a deal for after – this next season, when yeah. they have more money to actually operate with. Look, mm. we can't give you the deal right now, but this is what you'll be looking at after this season. That's the only reason I can uh, understand him going back to Pittsburgh. And and I and I get that, but still in all, okay, this is what you got for me next year. Well, let me go get this money this year, and then next year I can come back and holler at you and talk about that. Because Juju, he's straight now. He's straight. He was a, what, second-round pick in Pittsburgh? Was he a second? First? Yeah, second. It, it wasn't first. Yeah. So so I mean he I mean he got a good a decent payday, but you know, this was the the time to specially go lock up all that guaranteed money. You know, with all the negotiation, all the needs for receivers uh going around the league. Um Buffalo was another place that I, I thought he had a chance to go play in. Green Bay was another one that I thought he had a chance to go play in. But I just think that it's more of him being comfortable in Pittsburgh. Obviously, he he loves the city. He loves the, the, the guys he's around. He's a big locker room guy. And I think that played a major part in him resigning back with Pittsburgh as well. But like yourself, I either had him going to a not-so-good team that can pay him a lot of money, who can offer the most, or a situation where he said, well, look, if I'm only getting one-year offers, let me go to KC, play with a, a team that's already set, um, and I get the I get the go back to looking great. Because when he played with, a, uh, with, with Antonio Brown, with AB, mm -hmm. man, he looked at phenomenal. Running past safeties on double moves and getting matched up with these safeties in the box. And, I mean, he just looked, he looked awesome. He looked like the true number one. And that's yeah. what I think he would go back to looking at uh, looking like in Kansas City. 
So like yourself, I found it weird. I never I never had Baltimore as a realistic signing for him. Uh, you know, just just being rivals and um Yeah. To, to this point, I hate to knock Lamar and I don't want to get off subject, but he has to prove himself as a, a, a passer uh before I can see any great or even close to good receiver saying, Yeah, I want to go play with him, and it's not about money. Um so I, I just didn't see Juju going there. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the signing, it definitely, definitely surprised me. Um, so I, I think that if he would have gotten – so the fact that we see that most of the deals were one-year deals that he was getting offered across the landscape – um, that obviously could be a big part of why he just went back to Pittsburgh, even if he's just saying, at least I know I can prove it here, whether than stepping into a Kansas City situation where they're um, Tyreek, of course, Travis Kelsey, and then you got McCole Hardman. Um, and I think I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? Uh, Sammy Watkins left. I think he would have ate more than, uh, than Hardman. I think he would have yeah. ate yeah, much more than Hardman. But he goes back to Pittsburgh to what he said, and I know that I'm number one, number two. Like, I'm not falling into number three or number four, you know, yeah. and being able to to actually prove himself again. But also, I feel like if he would have gotten a multi-year offer from any team other than Baltimore, he probably would have took it. Probably so. Like, yeah, I, I think the fact that that one multi-year deal came from Baltimore – Mm-hmm. Like you said, don't it don't seem like many receivers are trying to go out there and play with Lamar Jackson right now. Yeah. Um, but if he would have got that elsewhere, he definitely probably would have would have jumped on it. Because, yep. like you say, to lock up that guaranteed money that's out there right now. Right. Yep. <clears throat> um, and then you got you know veteran players like uh, AJ Green, uh, T.Y. Hilton, um, who else uh, signed uh, Marvin Jones. Took two years to go to Jacksonville. Um, guys like that, but it, it's a lot of one-year deals. The the money isn't exactly what I thought it would be for these receivers mm-hmm. uh, this offseason. And of course, there's still guys out there at this point. Yeah. Um, I love the Will Fuller to Miami. Uh, that mm-hmm. was a team that we talked about needed uh needed more receivers over there that could mm-hmm. that could do a little more than what they already had. Um, hopefully that doesn't deter them from drafting one uh, high in this draft, but we'll see about that. Um, <clears throat> so based on the moves that we've seen over week one, which team do you think has made the biggest jump over their signers in this first week? So there's a lot of teams that have done great. I mean, home run after home run, whether it was one signing or five. Yeah. Um, you know, the bu- Buffalo, uh, them re-signing the, the, the linebacker and then they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. To me, that makes the world of a difference. Mm-hmm. If um, I was – what's the receiver name, the slot receiver over there? He was the best slot receiver in football, come from Dallas. Uh, you're talking about Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, yeah. If he, yeah. If he could put together a year, anything even close to what he did last year, and then you add uh, Emmanuel Sanders – if Josh Allen is going to be just as good as he was last year, I mean, that that offense is going to roll. I mean, if they wind up finding a run game this year, I mean, that that's really going to, you yeah. know, make it even better. So I definitely like what Buffalo did. And it, it's all, yeah, that's just resigning the guy, 
and then signing the guy. But overall, I would have to go with the Patriots. There is no way I can overlook what the Patriots have done. When you look at the signings, like you said, it's not a, a bunch of names that's just going to jump off, um, you know, the paper at you. But we know that they upgraded uh, so much from what they had the last two seasons to where they don't have to be the Patriots of old scoring 30 points a game. Uh, they don't have to do that no more. Uh, yeah. Their defense, they finally got a pass rush. Like, they finally got someone who they know should be able to get 10 sacks. They haven't had that since Chandler Jones. Um so collectively, what they've done on defense, improving on offense, and then the coaching. I mean, you got Bill Belichick there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I definitely like what they've done. That's my number one. Uh, Tennessee. I, I'm loving what, what Tennessee's doing quietly. Um, who else we got? It's a couple teams, man. That uh, The Cardinals. I mean – they're, they're signing guys. I I'm, I didn't like the, the contract that J.J. Watt got, but having yeah. him in the house, then you go follow that up with A.J. Green. I, I definitely like that. Um, another team, man. It's a couple, but that, that's the two that I'm going to stick with for right now. So two teams really stick out to me so far through free agency. One is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just mm-hmm. because – they just came off a Super Bowl run, and they were able to go out, and they haven't lost anything yet. They were able to bring back – they franchise tag Chris Godwin. Um, they were able to re-sign Indomitian Sue. Mm-hmm. Uh, they extended Donovan Smith, had Tom Brady restructured, well, add a year to his contract to, mm-hmm. you know, free up some more money. Uh, brought back Shaquille Barry. Brought back uh, Levante David. Like So for, for them to be able to keep – all of those players who absolutely were going to get coveted and offered big money on the on the free agent market, yep, but then to be able to retain all of those guys mm-hmm. has has like that's that's a win for them. Like they yeah. didn't have to go out there and, and find all these other different pieces. It was all about retaining their own guys, and they were able to do that. Yeah. So that's one. Another team that I really like what they're doing, even though it's not going to translate to them becoming playoff contenders or anything like that is the Houston Texans. The yeah. Houston Texans sit back and they're in the position that they're in, but they're not like, well, we just going to tank or just because everybody else saying we don't have a chance. We're not taking that to heart. We're going to go out here and we're going to do what we can in order to put together a team that's going to go out there and play hard on a consistent basis. So we talked about uh Tyrod Taylor coming into, uh, coming into the building. Um, they signed Kevin Pierre-Lewis, at outside linebacker. They um, Jordan Jenkins, at outside linebacker. Uh, Mark Ingram, we had already talked about uh, them picking up Mark Ingram. Desmond King, Philip Lindsay. Like, you're bringing in all these guys who are solid. No, they may not be number ones at their position, but they're definitely solid players who's filling positions uh, of need for Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that they really – missed out on so far is receivers uh at this point uh losing will fuller of course to to miami um they brought in andre roberts but i don't you know i don't yeah, know pretty good huh? uh, i see him more of a special teams guy at this point i i don't yeah i can't but they they, they still got brandon cooks uh i mm-hmm. want to say they restructured his deal mm-hmm. um so i just i just like 
the fact that uh, Terrence Mitchell, because we talked about them losing uh, who it was, Bradley Roby. Mm-hmm. Um, they're bringing in a Terrence Mitchell. Like I say, same guy, basically, yeah. you know. Um, uh, and then upgraded with Desmond King. So yeah. the fact that they didn't stand pat or just live in the area of, look, we in a, a horrible situation. We're going to go into next year just, you know, whatever happens, happens. I, I like mm-hmm. that they're still, regardless of if they have Deshaun Watson or if they roll it with a Tyrod Taylor or, you know, any other quarterback, they're putting themselves into a position of where they can at least go out there and try to compete for a yeah. seven and nine or eight and eight at least, you know, next year. Yeah. And see, another team was the was the Titans. That was another team I couldn't think of that I think we discussed them a couple days ago. It may have even been yesterday. Um, they got Bud Dupree now, and then you go get Jack Rabbit at the corner position. And they uh, locked up uh, Audrey to play to play D tackle for him. So that's a complete like facelift for their defense just with those three signings alone. Uh, the Jets is another team that's pulled in some players. Uh, once again, they have the money, so it's not mm-hmm. ever shocking when they actually land somebody because yeah. they can. They usually in a position where they can pay people more than more than others. But these have actually been deals that can translate to wins, in my opinion. Yeah. You bring in a Carl Lawson and uh, uh, Sheldon Rankins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bring in Corey Davis. Um, I forgot they even got – yeah, you're right. They did sign Corey Davis. They brought in uh, Gerard Davis, I want to say. Yeah, from Detroit, the linebacker from Detroit. Uh, Keelan Cole. Uh, we talked about them signing uh, Tevin Coleman earlier yeah. uh, before the show. Um I feel, and once again, this is a team with what the second pick in the draft. I want to say, yeah. mm-hmm. they got the second pick in the draft, and from what it looks like, they're rolling with Sam Donald. They have their quarterback. They're confident in their quarterback. Oh, so yeah. that just gives them. <laughs> I mean, if they're rolling with them, they are. <laughs> you know, with the second pick in the draft, it, it don't get much better than that. So yeah. if you go go for another about, quarterback, it's the time to, to do out. so. We about to <laughs> But I, I definitely, uh, I definitely like the additions of their team as well. Uh, so far, this this free agency period. Yeah, uh, the Giants is my sleeper team. Uh, they're in a weak division. I can't take Dallas serious for some reason, man. Like, I think it was 2017 or 18. I kind of had Dallas finally going to the Super Bowl. It was just yeah. hard to overlook all the talent that they had on, on both sides of the ball. But I think the Giants could win that division um, this year. I know you got Washington, but I got the Giants as a sleeper team. Uh, I definitely like all the, the additions they made by locking up Williams. They, uh, they're get, getting Reggie Ragland, who's, you know, he's not a stud, but he's a solid backer. And they had some other signings as well. Um, they signed uh, Adore Jackson. Adore Jackson. Then they brought back. Um, and the, uh, their corner play with the Patriots a couple. Logan, uh, Lo- you talking Logan Ryan? Yeah, Logan Ryan. Yeah, they they brought in, uh, they resigned Logan Logan Ryan as well. So um, Kenny Galladay, of course. Um, and they then brought in Kyle Rudolph. That, yeah, uh, Kyle Rudolph. That's what I was forgetting about. Yeah, so they definitely improved uh, on both sides of the ball. And like I said, in a I, I hate to call it a weak division, but that's pretty much at this point what it is. Two years is is taken eight games or less or something like that to win yeah. the division. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, and Dallas, I'm with you, at, but I know the reason why I can't take them seriously because defensively they have nothing. Um, <laughs> they, like the biggest, they re-signed Dak and that's great. You know, mm-hmm. that gives you, 
the best quarterback in the division, if we want to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Offensively, C.D. Lamb, Omari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott. Great. That's all cool. But <laughs> that all that means to me is you stepping into every week going for a shootout. Right. Because defensively, you haven't brought in anybody that you brought in Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal coming off, I think, Achilles tear. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what you're going to get out of Keanu Neal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you're letting go of Arden Smith for mm-hmm. what, I don't know if it's money or what, but you're letting go of Arden Smith. Um, I What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, you brought back your quarterback, but didn't it stop. Like, you mm-hmm. haven't done anything. They lost a, a Uzi way, uh, yeah. as well. So. Philly, I don't – I can't even think of a deal that Philly has made so far outside of uh, Joe Flacco. <laughs> That's just because we just talked about it. Right. So I, I don't even know what to do with Philadelphia at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Giants and the, and the football team – are are absolutely the front runners in this division. Definitely. Like I said, the defense that the Redskins, that the football team, I'm sorry, put out there last season, when they was playing at their peak, that's a Super Bowl defense. Mm-hmm. It was the offense that was holding that team back. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're hoping or we're thinking that next season they're going in with a more capable quarterback. Or, you know, whether it's Heineke or whether it ends up being Fitzpatrick. Um and then you add a Curtis Samuel. Or, uh, no, not Curtis Samuel. Corey, yeah, Curtis no. Samuel. Corey yeah. Davis went to the Jets. Right. Curtis Samuel went to Washington. So you, added, people, so, so you adding in somebody like Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, you, you get, you know, uh, what's the running back that they had last year? Um, rookie. Yeah, he was a rookie. I can't even remember yeah, his yeah. name. Yeah. But, but he balled out last year. If you get yeah. another year like that from him, like I say, I can't, I can't see them at this moment. I, I can't see them as anything but the favorite in that division. Definitely. But I definitely understand and see what it is that the, the Giants are, are gaining ground. Like they're right. they're making moves in all the right positions in order to go out there and actually contend for that for that division. So. Yeah, Dallas and Philly, I can't do anything with them. I can't take them serious at all. Yeah. But what? But Washington and New York, that's definitely going to be a battle for the division going uh, into next season. Yep. Um, just real quick, let's talk about the Saints. Let's get some Saints talking a little bit. Uh, of course, we came into this offseason over the cap $96 million. <laughs> Was able to get that down to where um, – we were, I want to say, a million dollars under the cap, um, and that's including uh, the ten million dollar franchise tag for Marcus Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're pretty much. I wouldn't. I mean, I haven't seen any reports about it, but I can only imagine that what we're doing right now is trying to re- uh, negotiate these extensions right. with Marcus Williams, Ram Chick, Marshawn Lattimore. Correct. Um, and of course, that's gonna free us, free us some more money. There's still some players we could part ways when they free up some more money. Uh, Latavius Murray, um, Patrick Robertson, um, guys like that. But I, I would expect that after these extensions, or if we could get some extensions done, um, this second, third wave of free agency is when we'll actually uh, see some action. Um, and there's a lot of players left out there. Um, mm-hmm. I look at guys like. Um, Melvin Ingram, Justin Houston, 
uh, I want to say Willie Sneeze is a free agent, which I didn't know, <laughs> uh, honestly. Um, Richard Sherman is a free agent. Uh, Casey Hayward is still out there. Um, there's another cornerback that I was looking at earlier and was like, damn, he's still out there too. But there's definitely a lot of players still available after we figure out some more money. Mm-hmm. Um, what guys would you uh, want to be turning your attention to once the Saints are in, are in a position to start spending money? Well, you just said that, and that's Richard Sherman for me. I, although Trey was second and Trey Hendrickson was second in the lead in sacks this past mm-hmm. season, um, Jack Rabbit did a lot of stuff for us that didn't show up, you know, on on, on the stat sheet. So yeah. if a corner is really not getting, you know, a bunch of interceptions, people really don't recognize his, yeah. his level of play. But Jack Rabbit, man, he really ate a lot of number two receivers, man. He ate them alive last year. And, and it was great. And, I mean, he done so great. And he got the ball thrown his way so much. That's what I like. So he was, like, really battle-tested. Um, Lattimore really didn't get tested a lot last year. In fact, I saw something from Pro Football. Um, what is it, Pro Football? Focus. Focus. Yeah. Uh, it, it really surprised me, but he had the highest grade of any corner ever last year. Like any corner ever since they've been doing this stat, um, you know, uh, he he received the highest corner grade out of any corner ever since they've yeah. been great. Uh, and that's just because Jack Rabbit got tested so much. But yeah. Lattimore got the highest grade, I'm saying. But uh, I, I really think that we will suffer – more at that position if we don't sign someone proven more than we would suffer yeah. anything else, you know, on the field offensively or defensively. Uh, although we lost straight, we still got Davenport. Uh, it, I think we don't need uh, one of the greater pass rushers in the league. Cam yeah. still have a little bit, you know, left in the tank. We just need another guy who can kind of rotate, maybe line Cam up inside a little bit more. But we don't have an answer for outside. Uh, it would pretty much be Patrick Robinson at this point playing yeah. outside for us, which uh, to his to his credit, he was decent when he was asked to do it for a couple games. Shocked the hell out of size, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he, he done, you know, fairly, fairly decent. But I don't want to see him out there for 16, 17 games. So uh, I definitely would like Richard Sherman. Not only is he the better player, but that's another leader in the locker room. So yeah. uh, it's a winner. Uh to this to this day, uh, he's still one of the better corners in football. So uh, I definitely would like to sign Richard Sherman uh, before we do anything else in free agency. And of course, he's familiar with Chris Richard, which is which is really important there. Um, I think, and I agree with you. If, if the corner cornerback is the one position at this moment where I'm saying if we don't address it in free agency, it's gonna hurt us. Yep. It's absolutely going to hurt us. You got to get a guy like Richard Sherman. Like I said, I wouldn't mind Casey Hayward. Um, there's oh, yeah. another there's another guy out there. I just can't think of his name right now, but he's a veteran cornerback uh, that, that could definitely uh, perform on that level that we need. The other positions we're, we're talking about and looking at a linebacker, we can roll the dice on some guys and hope that they, you know, can, can pan out on the opposite side of Demario Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh Across the defensive line, like we say, we we got the D tackle uh, depth. Uh, you got it. You got to keep betting on Marcus Davenport at this point. You you yep. you you gave up too much for him to to 
give up on him and I hope right. he doesn't pan out. So I wouldn't be shocked if we don't bring in another end like that and, you yeah. know, really roll the dice on him. But um, Quan Alexander is somebody that could always come back after he's healthy. Uh, we'll see what his market looks like coming off of an injury like that. But he's mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if we got him back. Mm-hmm. Um, KJ Wright is a person I would love for us to be looking at. Um, and if they do want to add some more to that defensive line, you got guys like Geno Atkins sitting out there right now. Uh, Jarrell Casey is still sitting mm-hmm. out there right now. So like I say, there's definitely a lot of players out there who can still help us and not cost us too much at yeah. the same time. And to be honest with you, uh, to me, it's always about saving money at this point, too. When you start thinking about veteran guys and what they can bring and what they can't bring, what they can do, what they can't do. I think you also got to realize their budget. Richard Sherman is going to still bring in a pretty good, you know, yeah. call to any Absolutely. team. But Xavier Rhodes was the corner that I was kind of interested in. Uh, you know, I've been big on Xavier Rhodes since his days in Minnesota. He kind of had a couple of bad years. He was played with injuries, and then he went to the Colts. And he didn't look like he was back in Minnesota, but he definitely showed that he can still play for, yeah. for, for a defense that's pretty decent. Our defense, to me, was better than the Colts' defense. Uh, and I think we'll be better than a coach defense this upcoming year as well. So if we would have got Xavier Rhodes, another guy who's a who's a pretty much a starter, used to guard number ones, all that good stuff. You know, I, I would like that, too. And he probably would have came for half of the money that we're going to have to pay for uh, Richard Sherman. Yeah, true. Um, So, <clears throat> like I say, it's. It's about this time where we actually what it says, actually get active. Like I said, mm-hmm. I think is. Of course, most teams want to focus on their guys that's already in-house before they start looking elsewhere. So um, extending the guys that we already got is going to be really important. Uh, Bringing back James Hurst was really important, having that versatile sixth offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bringing back uh, P.J. Williams, especially at the price that we got him. A guy that could come in and play at four different positions, basically, for us. (laughs) so, yeah, uh, and, of, and, of course, franchise tag and Marcus Williams uh, was huge for us as well. Um, so, last thing, let's talk NBA real quick. Okay. The trade deadline is Friday, mm-hmm. 25th. Yep. Uh, there are some names. We already know about Andre Drummond. Uh, we already know about that. We already know about LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like Philadelphia and Miami are fighting for Kyle Lowry right now. Mm-hmm. But a couple hours ago, I saw Woj saying, don't count the Lakers out when it comes to Kyle Lowry. Um, I see Aaron Gordon demanding the trade. He wants out of, uh, of Orlando. I saw that. Uh, Lonzo Ball, the Clippers, are, it seems like uh, are in on Lonzo Ball. But I also saw the Knicks were interested in him too. Yeah. Um, how active do you think this trade deadline will be and who is the most likely to get moved? I don't think it's going to be uh, what, what we are expecting. I don't think it's going to be like a lot of people moved around. Uh, Drummond, de- I can definitely see him move simply because like they've been trying to do it for so long. I just think it's going to come down to who gives the best offer, who has the best assets to, to send uh, their way. Um, yeah. Eric Gordon situation, that's kind of interesting because uh, he, he's a guy that can that can come in and immediately give a service, you know. So that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, but those are the two names that, that I see moving for sure. The Kyle Lowry, it makes sense, but it's going to be on the fly. And if he do get moved, to me, it would be to Miami simply because they have more to offer. And it seems like Miami, 
They have more to offer, but it don't seem like they're trying to give it up. Like I know oh, they, they, they talked yeah, about oh. Goran Dragic. They want to keep Goran Dragic. They talked right. about Tyler Hero. You definitely want to keep Tyler Hero right. unless it's for a bigger player, you know. Right. And they mm-hmm. weren't and they weren't willing to offer up Tyler Hero on the James Harden deal. So right. they definitely not gonna be wanting to do it for a Kyle Lowry deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um Aaron Gordon, I saw as soon as I saw him demand the trade, the first thing that came to my my mind was Boston. Like Boston mm-hmm. has to get in on this yeah. on this Aaron Gordon deal. Um, yeah. I think Andre Drummond and Lamarcus Aldridge both end up getting bought out. I don't mm-hmm. think either of them end up getting traded. Mm-hmm. Um, if Kyle Lowry gets moved, I think Philly. At this point, just because really? I, I think Miami is reluctant to give up anything reasonable for Kyle Lowry, like they're not gonna you know let him go for for nothing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Victor Oladipo is one we didn't talk about. There are teams interested in Victor Oladipo, but those teams aren't willing to give up too much for him. I think it's uh, the Knicks. Uh, I can't think of what the other team was, but they're reluctant about how much they're willing to really give up for him. Uh, So I'm with you. I don't think too many people actually get moved around by Friday, um, by Friday's deadline. I do think the buyout market is going to be pretty pretty decent this year though i think andre drummond and lamarcus just both hit their market and then you got guys who might follow like um the javel mcgee's of the world and stuff and, and, and players like that mm-hmm. um so that'll definitely be interesting uh friday um and like i say bro we, we're at week two now free agency and the deals haven't stopped flowing in uh i just saw jadavian Clowney is going to visit cleveland that would be huge for cleveland um so that would be huge. He need to go visit New England. And <laughs> a man with another pass rusher. That would be huge, man, in yeah. New England. Yeah, yeah it would. But, uh, and we talked about it with J.J. Watt, I want to say. You you put anybody on the opposite side of Miles Garrett, and Cleveland is going to be in a great spot there going forward. For real, for real. Um, But that's all we got for today. Next week we'll jump on here and talk about uh, what actually happened at the NBA trade deadline and what other free agency deals were struck. Hopefully New Orleans uh, figures out their money situation <laughs> so they can start spending some by then. <laughs>